Welcome to the COVID-19 Update Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Del Conte, Executive Editor with C-Store Decisions. On this podcast, I'll be speaking with experts and convenience store retailers about the challenges facing retailers and best practices in responding to the current pandemic. I'm here with Mel Kleiman, founder of Humetrics, which has been helping employers reassess and reinvent the way they recruit, select, and retain frontline hourly employees for more than 40 years. So thanks for joining us today, Mel. Oh, Aaron, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Great. Well, you know, this year, C-Store Decisions partnered with Humetrics for the 12th consecutive year on our Human Resources Benchmarking Survey. And the survey polled convenience store retailers on, on recruiting, on training, on retention practices, among other human resources initiatives. And that took place from the beginning of January to March 2nd. And so obviously a lot has happened uh, since March 2nd. Uh, since our survey concluded, COVID-19 has majorly changed the retail landscape. Uh, so today we're gonna learn more about the results of that survey. And also what retailers need to consider now that COVID-19 is presenting new challenges to the way convenience store operators are doing business. Uh, so Mel, to start us off, um, you know, the survey pointed out that staffing issues continue to be uh, the biggest concern for convenience store retailers. We saw from the survey that 84% of convenience store retailers said that staffing was their biggest concern followed by technology, which was in second place with only about 34.6%. So by a really big margin, uh, staffing issues were the big concern in the first two months of, of 2020. And when it comes to recruiting and employee selection, you know, we saw 54% of survey takers said recruiting was their biggest concern within staffing, uh, and 64% said employee selection. So I'm really interested in what you see as the biggest takeaways uh, from the survey when it comes to recruiting. Okay, let me just make one recommendation. I think that the best way to use that survey is, yeah, look at the results, the, pro the thing about recruiting, the things about retention, the use of technology. But even if you didn't answer the survey, go back in and look at the questions and say, how would you have answered them? Because in reality, it doesn't matter whether 84% of the people said that HR was their biggest problem, recruiting, selection, retention, motivation, et cetera, if you don't see it as a problem, then why not? Or what are you doing in those areas? So that would be the key. If you begin to look at it, and it's interesting you talk about our recruiting as number one, but the interesting thing is, if you really look at it as a, as a, as a three-legged stool, they're all important. But the most important factor is if you wanna be good at recruiting, you really have to be good at retention, okay? Because you can be great at recruiting and you can be great at selection, but if you're not great at retention, all you do is have holes in your bucket. So you're pouring all these great people into the organization, but you're not keeping them. The second area that you begin to look at is when you have a great team, people wanna join it. A players wanna play on a team. When you don't have a great team and we're in a normal environment, the fact of the matter, who's the easiest person to leave you? And that happens to be your best people. In fact, in the C-Store business, let me tell you, your competition is continually walking into your stores, measuring the quality of the person behind the counter, 
And if they're any good, I guarantee you they're trying to recruit them. So begin to look at it. So when we begin to talk about recruiting, yes, we need to look at the message we send and we need to look at the words we use. We need to look at who the target market is. And we can spend a lot of time by looking at that, but really begin to say, okay, if I get this great person in the door, if I've identified them, what am I going to do to keep them? So that, that's where I would take that. Great. And so, yeah, obviously retention, very important. Our retailers agree with that as well. You know, 64% listed that as their biggest concern. You know, so, so what do we do to prevent turnover? As you said, you know, other retailers are, are coming in the stores. They're looking at your people. What, what takeaways do you have as far as what retailers can do to really kind of reduce turnover? As you asked that question, it triggered another thought in my mind first. Mm-hmm. And the thought that it triggered in my mind was you, were, you talked about recruiting. And the fact of the matter is those people are walking in your door looking at your best people. So the fact of the matter is, are you walking in their door looking at those great people who give great service? Ah. Remember, anytime you get great service, that person has already passed the test. They've already said, I not only understand what great service is, I've not only been trained in great service, but I deliver great service. So going back to answer the question, because you triggered my thought process, is every one of us, every one of our managers must have a recruiting card in their pocket. What would happen, Aaron, if you gave me great service? And I just said to you and pulled out a card and said, Aaron, I appreciate the great service. If you're ever looking for a great opportunity, the one neat thing about us is we're always looking for people for extra hours and extra shifts. So if you're ever looking for more flexible schedule, extra hours, extra shifts, greater opportunity, I'd love to talk to you and have a recruiting card in your pocket. Remember one thing, even though I just role played with you and you aren't in, even in a convenience store and you aren't even behind the counter, did it make you feel good that I said, hey, yeah. you did a great <laughs> job? It, it Nobody, sure did. Isn't that interesting? Nobody ever felt bad getting a job offer. So begin to look at that. Okay, Mm -hmm. now let me go back to your retention key. Remember the key to retention is employees join companies, they leave managers. The key to retention is making sure you have great managers managing those people. All turnover is geographic. And what I mean by geographics, it's by location, it's by store, it's by manager. You can look at certain shifts in your store and you may have no turnover. You can look at certain regions, you'll have no turnover. You can take a great manager over here and put her store and he, he or she into a store with turnover. Guess what happens to that turnover? Turnover goes up and down depending on the quality of the manager. Same benefits, same hours, same product, same company. What makes a difference? Managers. So if you want to look at the key, make sure your managers are trained. Make sure they're trained to how to manage. They know what their people are looking for. Make sure they understand that you don't manage generations, but you manage individuals. Look at how you manage. Make sure you've got managers who are trained. Don't promote that person to a manager because they were a great employee. Great employees may not have, until you've given them the skills and given them the training, a great man, what makes a great employee? They show up every day to work and they do exactly what they're told to do and, and they do it right. 
what makes a great manager? They take responsibility. They hold themselves accountable. They hold other people accountable. They, they learn how to work with people and help people get to where they want to go. So those people will help them get to where they want to go. And you mentioned training and how important it is to give the, the proper yes. training if you want to get the results that you're looking for. What did you see in our survey as far as training goes? Well, how are retailers responding in that area right now? Well, if you look at it over the years, and we go back 12 years, more and more companies are, are spending more and more time in training. We didn't break down in the, in the report that was in the magazine, but if you look at the companies with the lower turnover rate, you're going to find out those companies are spending more money in the in the recruiting area, in the training area. They're spending money training their managers. They're spending time, money training their employees. If you look at what employees want, number one thing they want is great managers and team players. They want to they want to be, they want to play with great players. Okay. The second thing they want is growth and opportunity. So we give them growth, give them a chance to grow, give them opportunity. You know. Can that, that sign on the door when things were really tough and we were looking for everybody, we had now hiring signs on every single convenience store door. We had it on the billboards up there. Now hiring is no reason for anybody come to work for you. If that was a reason and it worked, we'd put up a sign that says customers wanted. But what's the key? The key that you're looking for is a sign that says come for the job, stay for the opportunity. That's the message we want to put. So you begin to look at that. This is what people want. So give them the management they need. Give them the help they need. They're one of the, one of the people who, I won't even mention the name, but one of the companies that, that predominant in the industry a number of years ago, went out and ranked every single manager in their organization. And then they went and they gave every manager, they said, okay, we're going, here's what you need to do to keep your job and we're going to train you. For the next year, if you don't have the skills, we're gonna make sure you have it. We're going to test you for the skills at the end of that time. And if you have not got the skills, you have two choices. You can go back to be an employee, or I'm sorry, we won't have a position for you. And that company has grown from less, oh, less at that point in time, from less than 120 stores to over 360 stores. Now, maybe some people will figure out who that was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mel, obviously, since our survey concluded on uh, March 2nd, uh, that, that next week, you know, uh, COVID-19 became national headline news. And I know uh, at C-Store Decisions, we've talked to a number of retailers and we've seen them responding in a, in a range of ways. Um, as an example, we've seen uh, convenience store retailers uh, moving to protect their employees by offering, you know, masks and, and gloves, um, face shields, and in some cases, plexiglass shields. We've seen others um, putting out calls to hire more employees as they move to do curbside pickup and delivery. We've seen others raising wages uh, from $1 to $3 an hour, some through uh, May 3rd or, or different timeframes. Um, we've seen others offering paid sick leave. And if they already had paid sick leave in place, they're extending that paid time off for those impacted. Uh, so I'd really love your opinions from a human resources perspective. You know, how do you see COVID-19 changing things for retailers since this survey was taken? And, and how can and should retailers be responding uh, from an HR perspective specifically? Okay, two interesting points. Number one, it was very interesting that in the survey, one company mentioned COVID-19 early on and said, this is going to be a threat to the business. It was mm -hmm. interesting. One of them was looking at it 
back in January and saying, hey, this is going to happen. I wish we all had had that insight or were smart enough to do that. So you begin to look at it, and this is, this is dramatically changing the world, okay? And this is, um, people talk about the new normal. Um, I say there is no normal anymore. Mm -hmm. So you begin to look at it and you say, okay, how do we deal with it? How can we position ourselves? The, there are a number of C stores in the industry that are not only surviving, but they're thriving. Okay. Now you've got to understand what we know gasoline. First of all, we know margins on gasoline don't exist right now. Yeah. Okay. Secondly, we know that gasoline sales are dramatically down because I, I, I live in Houston, Texas, and I had to go someplace. I did go out of my house. I have to tell you, I was very careful. I had my face mask, but I went. But the fact of the matter is it was 4.30. There was no traffic on the road. So you begin to look. We know gasoline sales are down. We know that people aren't traveling. We know, but the fact of the matter is, so how, what, what can we do not only to survive, because the casino store industry is not like the restaurant industry, thank goodness. And it's not like the retail industry. We're still allowed to be open. We still have things that people need. They may need less gasoline, but they're gonna need some gasoline. The fact of the matter is in um, Europe, in Spain, you know what they ran out of? Beer, <laughs> okay? Beer became the hot commodity. Guess who sells beer? Convenience beer stores. You're <laughs> in the beer business. The fact of the matter is we've been in the takeout and carry out business forever. So we were positioned if we can help solve that demand. You know, you can't go to the grocery store, but you might be able to walk into a convenience store and you know what, maybe we'll only let one customer in at a time, but you know what, there's, there's spacing. So we can, we can be there for them. You know, we have the food area, we have the food available. So we are in a, we are in a great position to win at this particular case and potentially even get more customers, okay? Or get customers in a broader area than we have before. So begin to look at it, not as a, not as a situation of survival, but what can we do to thrive in this world? Because we are in a great place. Uh, one of the things that, we've got a lot of convenience stores in my geographic market that are doing some hiring, mm -hmm. okay? So, one of the one of the alerts that I put out to my in my blog when this three weeks ago when this really began to happen was if you're hiring and you're located next to somebody who is not hiring or is closing down you've got a restaurant next to you you got a retail next to you that is closing down why don't you go to that manager and say to that manager if you've got some great employees that you'd like to recommend I'm looking to hire somebody now is the time. If you've got an opportunity, now is you've got the best marketplace in the world to go shopping in. Mm -hmm. So this is the time you should sit there and say, okay, have I got the best world I go shopping in? The other side of the coin is let's look at that phrase, and I think we're all that would keep going is we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I think it is tremendous to see how everybody is trying to pull together. You can get great PR or great press by saying, okay, how can I help the community? What can I do? What can we do as an independent? What can we do as a chain? How do I help the community? Because when you help the community and you start, when this turns around, people are gonna remember that. 
employees are going to remember that. So begin to look at it. We're all in this together. Are you making sure you're holding huddles with your employees and getting, you know what? Sometimes the sharpest man in the room is not the sharpest tool in the room. Your employees know what they're dealing with with the customers. Have you given, gotten your employees to help you figure out how to grow the company? This is an absolutely great time to get that team feeling saying, hey, help me. You know what? We need to help this community. How do you help me? How can we help the community? What do you recommend? Your employees will never forget that. Mm -hmm. So those are just a couple of ideas. I heard you mention it when we were talking earlier. Yeah. When our survey was taken, yeah. you saw some convenience stores more focused on reducing turnover and more focused on their employees. Do you find right. that those chains are better positioned today to deal with COVID-19? Oh yeah, much better. There are really four Ps to profit if you look at it. And if you look at the survey, you can really see it in there. Uh, one of the Ps is product, okay? And now's the time to make sure you've got the right product on the shelf. And that product mix may have changed. Food has become a major part of the convenience store world. I mean, those are the, those are the convenience stores that were providing a good quality carry out food product are the ones that are really thriving and growing at this particular point in time. It's, it's, that, that it's the product. You know, the other products are being greatly diminished. Um, but like, okay, beer's up, cigarette sales are up. Mm -hmm. The things that you can do there, those things are up. Gasoline sales are down. But look at product. The second P is, is place. Uh, and it is so vitally important today when you talk about place, you're talking about the image, the look. You know, are, really right now, if you thought your store was clean before, it wasn't clean. <sighs> This is the time to really emphasize, get all your employees on, hey, we've got to be the cleanest place they can go. And once you get that, and from on, we're going to stay there, okay? So when you so we've got to look at the place. The place is, what does it look like? Is the parking lot clean? Is it, is it, it, those are the place. And the third P is, is process. Do we have the right? And, that, and when, we looked at the, when we looked at the survey, those of them that had the right people processes in place are the winners in this whole game. And the fourth P is people, okay? And the key is the person behind the counter. We don't have a lot of people in the store. I mean, we have three, four, depending on the store and depending on what it's doing, but we have limited number of people. But you know what? One of the keys that I've come out of this whole thing saying, the one thing that we should be looking at doing, are we saying thank you enough? The one thing I learned through this whole thing so far is I never said thank you enough. How am I, are we really saying to our, cust our employees first, thank you. Without you, this business wouldn't be here. You know, if the president doesn't show up, the owner doesn't show up today, the regional manager doesn't show up, the district manager doesn't show up today, you know what? There is not one customer that's going to miss them. But if that employee doesn't show up behind the counter, are we making sure we say thank you to our employees? That's going to go as far as that $3 an hour raise is we appreciate you, thank you. Are we saying enough thank yous to our customers? Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you. We're doing this. Thank you for supporting the community. Are we saying enough thank yous? So mm -hmm. that would be one of the keys. Wonderful. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of retailers say thank you to their employees in a number of ways. We're seeing some offering uh, free lunches right now or free dinners. Oh. Uh, you know, obviously some upping wages. Um, 
what else can convenience store retailers be doing to show their employees that they care? Is it enough to say, as you were saying, to say thank you? Is there other things that they should be considering as well? I think we need to look at making them a team. Mm -hmm. I think we need to look at making sure we're holding huddles. Huddles are more important today. When asking them for their opinion, asking them for their help. What, can, what would you recommend? What, th what can we do? That, that becomes the key. If we can get this whole thing working together as a team, how much more effective we're going to be. And that, that's the key. It's, it's when somebody does something, it's recognizing, it's recognizing that they did it. It's looking for positive recognition out there today. That's the key. It's doing something as, as little as have you empowered your employees to make sure they're taking care of the customer? Have you said to an employee, have you said to every employee, if you've got a customer problem, solve it. Do what you think I would do. So I will never shoot you for solving a problem. I may disagree with the way you solve it with every conversation, but I'll never shoot you for trying to make a customer happy. Making sure the customer not only is satisfied today, but will come back tomorrow. You know so what? empowering them to make the right decisions in the moment. That's it. And, and trust them. You know, Nordstrom's has one rule. Now, they got a whole book behind it, but they have <laughs> one rule. And the rule says, do what's right. Can you say that to your employees? Do what's right. And let them, you know what? They, they may blow it sometime. What's the worst thing they could give away? What's literally, can they give away $25? I don't think they would, but they could. Could you help them understand why? And maybe they were right. Okay. What's the worst thing? But, they, but you empowered them. How, much import, how important are they going to feel? When, who else is empowering them? That's the key. Do it. It'll work. And, and so, you know, especially now that we have, have a COVID-19 going on, it, it's more important than ever to be really communicating with employees to make sure all their questions are answered. Um, we talked a bit in our survey about uh, communication via technology, how some retailers are increasing that right now. We're looking into the possibility of increasing that. Um, you know, what should retailers be doing right now in terms of communication with employees? given what's going on with COVID-19? That's where we're gonna come out winners on COVID-19, because I think we're gonna communicate with our people more than we ever have before. And, it, and, you, and you go back and you look at what technology that we're looking at today, and what technology can we put in place that we haven't put in place before. And one of them that has really picked up in the last month is this communication model. There's a number of different uh, software packages out there that helps you communicate more effectively with your employees on an ongoing basis. Uh, and when you have that communication, it's, you know, it gets directly to the president. It gets directly to the, the district manager. It's not, it's helping them to work. It's putting together as a team and, and you can create contests. Uh, one of my companies I work with, number Dunkin', they have what? 57 Dunkin' Donut franchises. And the fact of the matter is they'll compete with each other They'll say, okay, hey, I just sold this order of donuts. And so they say, okay, and we just sold this one. And, we sold, and so we get this competition going between them. Management couldn't do it. They did it themselves. So get communications going between managers. That's it. Look at technology today. I think one of the technologies you're going to need to look, begin to look at, I find very interesting, and it was in the survey, a lot of people are not taking advantage of work opportunity tax credits. 
and there's software out there to help them take advantage of any work opportunity tax credits. And you're going to find a lot of people now who are going to be available because of what they were laid off because of their income, because they're down, available for work opportunity tax credit, which will help you be able to pay them a little bit more because you're getting money back on the other end for hiring them. So begin to look at work opportunity tax credit. But look at the, look at the technology out there that can help you communicate. COBRA is going to create all kinds of problems with this payroll act. So begin to look at, is there technology out there that could help them? Begin to say, how can we do this better? That's the question. Mm -hmm. So technology is going to be very important. I think if we did the survey right now and say, what's the biggest problem? Uh, I think they're going to sit there and say, keeping up with what's happening mm -hmm. and the government regulations. And, and the fact of the matter is, how do I take advantage of this payroll, this payroll act? How do I take about that? That's going to be, that would be the number. You know what? Every webinar I get out there today is on that. So, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you're, if you haven't done what we're going to do one. <laughs> yeah, we have a, we have a businesses uh, financial survival guide coming out in yeah. our, uh, our April issue, the same issue with our, our survey results um, that can help them navigate that as well. No, that's fabulous. I mean, look at the financial guide. Look at, you know, bluntly, it, this is the time to be like, making sure you look at every cost you have. This isn't part of the survey. And maybe next year's question will be, what areas did you look at for controlling costs last year? But are you looking at every cost? You're saying, okay, do I need that cost right now? Because it, I'm sorry to say there's a difference between dollars saved and dollars earned. And if it's hard to earn dollars today, maybe you got to make sure you're saving every dollar you can. Great. And, you know, when we took the survey, uh, a lot of retailers sounded very optimistic about 2020 and the year ahead, both in terms of their organization and the economy. If we took that survey right now, Mel, how do you think retailers are, are feeling and what words of encouragement perhaps uh, can you give them? Well, I think, I think the convenience store industry of, of all the retail industries out there, okay, uh, grocery stores are, are are jammed, okay? But the fact of the matter is convenience stores are probably in the best position other than grocery stores. Convenience stores are in the best condition not only to survive but to thrive at this point in time, okay? If you're in the restaurant industry, I keep saying 98% of all restaurants have a critical case of COVID virus, <laughs> okay? I think in the convenience store industry, there are a couple of them, a few, uh, there's probably 5% or 10% that are really struggling to survive at this point in time because of the way the nature of their business was. But the fact of the matter is the rest of us are in a tremendous place to look at how can we serve this community better? How can we take our product mix and get out there? Have we got, you know, you know ha have we got a way that people can talk to us? Can we talk to people at the pump? If we can talk to people at the pump, they never have to walk in our store. If they never have to walk in the store, are we, are we marketing and advertising the fact that we come to you, you don't have to come to us? Mm -hmm. you know, so if we, have we hit that market, are we going after? Because most of us have a way to talk to customers at the pump. So why are we not using it? Why are we not saying, hey, we'll bring this to you? Mm -hmm. Great. And, you know, Mel, let's leave our listeners on a, on a positive note and a bit of a recap. If, if you can tell me, what are the top three things that you'd recommend that convenience store retailers do now to kind of best respond to this new normal? The top three, um, I think I'm only leaving it at one. Okay. Okay. 
what is the number one thing they can do? And, and, and I said it earlier, I'm going to say, say it again. They can say thank you. They can say thank you to the people who are being the first responders. They can say thank you to the customers who are coming in the door. They can say thank you to their employees. They can say thank you. We appreciate you. Number one key is we appreciate you. We recognize you. In reality, the number one motivator in the entire world is recognition. It's the one thing that we can do to recognize people for what they're doing and how they're doing it, help for, support our community because the community will have a long memory to those who are out there trying to help them. You know? Are we recognizing the first responders? Who's that? Yeah, it's a, you know what? Your people are first responders. They're out there and the fact of the matter is they're having to meet the public. They're still having to interrelate with the public. Thank them for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Tell them we appreciate them. One thing, not three. Wonderful. Well, thank you for taking the time, Mel, to chat with us about what has changed since our survey was taken. I loved it, by the way. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. And, I, and just so our listeners know, uh, they can download a, a free downloadable copy of the summary results of the survey on our website. It's also uh, in our April issue and in our digital issue online. And if anybody needs any help, say I can be of help to them or have any question, reach out to me. I'm here for you. So, And Mel, what's the, be- be- what's the best way for them to reach you? You can either do one of two things since we're here. You can pick up the phone and just call me. And the telephone, you can go to Humetrics website and you can find the telephone number or you can email me. Um, the telephone number is 713-771-4401. And the email, just make it easy even, info at humetrics.com. But if you got a question, if you think I can be of help, I'm, I'm literally here to make sure you not only survive, but we thrive. So thank you, Aaron. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed the conversation.